Hey, fuckers. This is me saying hello, because by now, I hope that you have listened to at least one of my episodes. However, if you are just tuning in, welcome to Why Choose One. Uh, Today, it is me and my lovely fiancé. Hi there. (laughs) And uh, we are going to talk about the Hotel Takeover Take Two. Um... So, well, it all kind of started out to, uh, not last night, but the night before. So pre-New Year's, New Year's takeover. New Year's Eve, (laughs) Eve. New Year's Eve, Eve, yes. Yes. The vigil of New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the group that we had gone with, uh, they had booked a private venue here in the city, and they... Like it was a sold out event. It was lots of fun. It was yeah. It was oh, we had a blast. New tons of people, which was which was cool. And you know what? We actually uh, we go to this club sometimes, and you know it's it's um, a different crowd sometimes. But with this one, it was a very different crowd. But we actually knew quite a few people, which really made the experience for us yeah. really quite wonderful. Yeah, it was the first time I was saying this to somebody actually at the the event the other day. It's actually the first time, because we've been doing, we've been, you, you and I have been doing the clubs in town um, for about a year now, just over mm-hmm. a year. And um, it was the first time actually going to a club in Edmonton where I didn't, have any sort of anxiety or wasn't worried about meeting people or knowing people or anything because I knew that we would knew know tons of people that were there and we you know we we actually went with another with with some friends of ours yeah and you know I think that uh it's always awkward at first when you go to these things and you never really you don't really know anyone but (laughs) if you uh kind of put yourself out there a little bit yeah. All of a sudden, you know, like mm-hmm. you kind of meet familiar faces and it's lots of fun. And so anyways, we uh, started the night off, you know, just doing the whole let's have a... Well, me, I had a couple drinks. And mm-hmm. I was driving, so <laughs> I was acting responsibly. Responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, I did know, eat candy, though. Cause you I had did a, eat so much candy. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, my God. Candy buffet. <laughs> Um, so anyways. Best thing about Swingers Club. No. <laughs> There's so much candy. <laughs> so much candy. <laughs> Free candy. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the best thing about a Swingers Club, like there's no other real nope. good things. No. Nope. Not even upstairs. Nothing. Perhaps the fucking mind-blowing euphoric orgasms. But the candy. Candy. <laughs> this coming live to you. Come to this club. They have good candy. They have great candy. <laughs> Shout out to Club IT. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> from now on, we will rate all clubs based on their candy on their abilities. Candy. Give notice. Notice is given, clubs. <laughs> You had best, you know, Work bump your up your candy, candy selection game. game here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we'll start reviewing fucking different clubs <laughs> literally based on their candy display. <laughs> What's the play area like? Who cares? Do they have sour soothers? <laughs> uh, anyways, so, you know, we were just kind of letting loose, having fun. And, you know, we went, uh, we had a few prospects that we thought possibly yeah we're gonna be a 
thing. And actually tried to tried to like give a hint to a couple of people, and it didn't go anywhere. The hint was not taken. The hint was not taken. So, um, I mean, I fucking love having sex with you. So mm-hmm. for me, me I was le- not really, I wasn't disappointed in any way, shape, or form because mm-hmm. I was a guaranteed orgasm for sure. <laughs> but, you know, like, and there's always that nervousness like, oh my God, I'm going to have sex with another dude and not have another orgasm for fuck's sakes. Oh. But so anyways, <clears throat> so we, you know, we kind of were trying to play the field a little bit, but we were kind of trying to relax because there was the actual hotel takeover. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of went with the flow and we're social. And for most people who go to these events, they know it's like very much a, like a social aspect mm-hmm. and very um, everyone's chatting and hanging out and dancing and whatever. It's not well, just like a... Oh, no, there wasn't a lot of dancing. Um, so it's not like a, you're, it's a, not a free for all kind of thing, right? Like it's very, uh, yes, it's, it's very like, it's like going it's, to a bar. It, it really is. It's, there's, in With a them, lot of ways, it's not a lot of different, a lot different than the other bar. So. Right. But the only difference I find actually between swinger clubs and bars is like, the consent thing and the, like, there isn't a bunch of douchebags wanting to beat each other up or whatever. Not that we've seen. Yeah, right? But, you know, it's always been, like, this, like, very friendly environment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you can, the dreadful word of little clicky. But it's not so clicky as much as people are just familiar with each other and they hang out there with each other. Yeah. And so then they kind of get wrapped up in catching up themselves. And uh, if you're a wallflower, it's kind of hard to get in there. Mm -hmm. But It took us a little while to kind of... To actually develop connections with people and friends and that. But we got there. Yeah, I mean, mainly because um, we're slightly socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and my way of flirting is like, um, hi, let's uh, vagina, penis. <clears throat> Do you want to wanna get that dick wet? Wanna, wanna... She sounds just like that. <laughs> too, which... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh, I think I just laughed so hard I burst into a hernia. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh. But it's so accurate. I am so wildly awkward. And then sometimes when I like have like a little bit of crush on someone or I've been wanting to fuck them for a while, all of a sudden I get this like flailing, high-pitched voice where I'm like waving my arms around. I'm like, hello, I'm a fucking what is that balloon? The wobbly floppily balloon man, whatever it's called. What? That's what I am. What are you, you, you ever see those car dealerships? Oh, that's what the, I am. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's I don't exactly know what how I flirt. Yeah, I don't I'm know what they're called. But wobbly, floppy. If you yeah. guys know, please message me. <laughs> wobbly. I don't fucking of know. Of all the things to message you about, it's, <laughs> it's the name of the. Whatever, Mr. Candyman. Wobbly, floppy. Hey, hey. <laughs> we don't fuck around with the candy. <laughs> well, we don't fuck with the wobbly, wobbly man. <laughs> they need more of those at the club. Wobbly mans? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right? I'd fit right in. So, <laughs> anyways, so. Your Instagram post. Right? <laughs> we, you know, like, it's always, it's always so awkward because some of the most direct situations when you're like, hey, let's go fuck, it's not the most attractive thing for me. You know, like, I kind of like that allure a little bit, that natural chemistry that just kind of comes about. Mm-hmm. The unspoken, I guess. But, you know, like, there's not a lot of that in the swinger scene. It's very, you have to be direct. You don't just fall into an orgy. 
Like, you know, you have to kind of put yourself out there to get into the orgy. Well, and most people that do that are really, they know each other quite well. Yeah. At that and, point. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I, I don't, like, yes. Anyways, so mm-hmm. we ended up going home, like, uh, I don't know. It was about one or one, one-ish. Yeah. We were actually there so, for a little bit. Yeah, so. we had a good time. We laughed. Man, I laughed so hard, like, all night and mm-hmm. had a... F- fabulous time. Yeah, there's some good people. And well, because one of thing one and thing two were there, and they were a fucking hoot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyways, um, and we were making a wicked fucking business plan for my fanny packs. Oh yeah. More to come on that. <laughs> More to come. Dot dot dot. By the way, we really need to figure gotta, that out. <laughs> we find out about your Patreon account. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, anyways. Ancient. Hint, hint, there's new things coming. Um, so then we had a good sleep and started the hotel takeover business. Mm-hmm. Started really early, 10 a.m. check-in time at the hotel. And uh, Yeah, so it was unlike other events, at least certainly unlike the, the Halloween event that we went to. This one was only a day and it started mm-hmm. early in the day. Yeah. So it made it made for a little bit of a different dynamic right off the hop. It was a a bit of a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I mean, I was we were I drinking mimosas starting at ten a.m. because yeah. they had a mimosa mingle, mm-hmm. which was nice. It was nice. So it was like pretty much bottomless free mimosas for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> three quarters of people were half cut already by noon. So. <laughs> this is true. So then. Um, we did the speed dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was actually, that was lots of fun. That was lots of fun. I've never done speed dating Me before. Yeah. And I've always kind of wanted to. And let me tell you a fun fact about speed dating. Especially if you're in a certain kind of, like if you were, I'm sure if you were single and you were just doing the speed dating in a normal vanilla setting, mm-hmm. the conversations would probably be more intriguing. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I bet you people would have different priorities of questions of what I they suppose. would want to ask yeah, you. That's, like, that's where true. are you from? That's true. Yeah. You know, different kind yeah. of, like, actually get to know you things. Where right. in the LS, speed dating, personally, it was like, what are your rules? How long mm-hmm. have you been in it? Um, when did, like, like, how did you guys get started? Right. Yeah. You know, and it was just kind of like that on repeat, it was. In there a was a little room. bit of some of the other stuff too. Like, we, I mean, you talked about work stuff and that a little bit, and yeah, that's and, true, and that sort of thing. But yeah, a lot of it was a different dynamic because you know you're going into a particular setting, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some people that like were amazing. They were super fun to connect with, and we had like a lot of good laughs and stuff. But by the end of like the eighth couple that we got to, couple. there was there was still another like eight left. Yeah, it was a, it was like a two and a half hour speed dating, Oof. which was a little extensive. We thought, but anyway. Well, I mean, some people mm. my energy was low, and some people mm. my energy was so high that I burned out yeah. so fast. And the room was loud, so you kind of had to yell a little bit mm-hmm. and really pay attention to what they were saying in order to hear them. And it was just like a. Yeah. It it was it was fun. Like I had a good time, but uh, it was a bit of an energy drain too. Oh my god, I was so tired mm-hmm. after. Yeah. So we had a bit of a break and kind of napped and rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. Went to 
dinner. We did. So, yeah, so just uh, we people were starting to come into the hotel, which is good. And, I mean, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we want to go to in, talks, in terms of talking about. We'd started connecting with some people, some potentially some people that might be interested in hanging out yeah. a little bit later on. And there was actually, there was some, for both of us, there were some pretty, there were some prospects. There were some prospects. Um, which was new for us because, well... As you may have heard, we haven't actually played a lot at, in fact, at clubs or events. In fact, out of the entire year and all the times that we've been to an event or been to a club, it's we've only actually played twice, and one time one was an accident. One was an accident, <laughs> and one was an accident. So I don't think that one. So technically, only once. And we—that's the one that we waved the white flag in. So, I mean, I yeah. feel like we haven't really successfully we, done it. Yeah, so it looked like there were some actual really cool possibilities yeah. on the horizon for getting to play with people. I mean, these were people that, for the most part, that we'd met before. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, the person that you were wanting to play with, you'd met before. Yeah. And so there was an opportunity. Giant lady boner for. Oh my god! There's this one person <laughs> that I really want to bone, and of course. Now I will say that. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, no, okay. So there was yeah. shown interest, yeah. and um, but it, at the same time, you know, like we were wanting to go with the flow mm-hmm. of the night, and like I didn't want to like kind of leave Aaron for New Year's Eve for any given amount of time. So I was like, I don't really know how this is gonna work out. Um, yeah, so maybe one day, because, mm-hmm. oh my God, Lady Boner. So just as a side note, though, yeah. I would like to say something. Say it. There's a time and a way to actually try and connect with people. And, you know, when you're struggling to get into your hotel room because the door won't open <laughs> and, you know... Kind of got bags of stuff that we're carrying in and trying to get the hotel staff to unlock. It's not necessarily, you know, the most conducive to, you know, asking if somebody wants to do things. So, really, what we learned from this situation <laughs> Sorry. is... <laughs> what we learned from this is that um, we really like translucency in the swinger community. Transparency. Transparency. What is was translucent is sort of it's still opaque you can't really see you know something is going on in the background but you can't really see what oh. it is. Well, in case you guys are wondering, yeah. <laughs> the fun fact of a dictionary, <laughs> uh, transparency. Transparency. So we really like you know like in that in that area it's different than when we're in the poly world, but in the swinger world I think we both like the fact that if we're gonna like do stuff with other people we want to kind of be like right up front about it in front of each other i guess mm-hmm. is what we learned so that's just one one little quirk we're working through we're working through a quirk yeah i had an issue okay <laughs> i'm not did i have an issue this with... is where the honesty comes out let's just do it just yeah. do it all right so i had an this was my issue this was my issue 
The person in question, God love him, because I really like him. I think he's actually really cool. And I know God loves you really. You <laughs> oh my really God, like I want him. that dick. I want that dick. But there is a way to go about it. And it's not like as soon as I disappear to go and do something, swarming in to try and... Swarming. Well, coming in to try and, you know, figure something out. And then when I come back along, scattering away into the... into <laughs> To go do something else. Okay, well... If we're really going to be honest about this conversation, I would also like to say that sometimes people are opportunists and they see an opportunity and they, and they go for it. And it's, not everybody likes to be in their face about it. Yeah. Or kind of like know. to be a little. It just, yeah, it just seemed, especially because we were trying to get into the hotel room and it was giving us grief and we're pack loading stuff in there. It just kind of seemed a little. It rubbed me the wrong way. Let's it just did. It, it did. Way. Not the whole, not the issue of you actually getting. To go with this person. That's yeah. not what bugged me. Yeah. It was sort of the way and the timing. Anyway. Yes. So that's that's a tip. Timing. Timing. Timing <laughs> is everything. Make sure that people aren't trying to get into a hotel room. <laughs> is what Aaron would like uh, to request. Yeah. For everyone listening. <laughs> Wait until we have nothing in our hands. <laughs> anyway. I love you and your quirks. I love you. <laughs> okay. So... Then, um, the evening was really, um... The dinner was spectacular. Oh, my God. Like, mm. amazing. Like, yes. actually, the last time for the last hotel <clears throat> takeover, they did, like, a <clears throat> smorgasbord... Of appies. Of appetizers. And there mm-hmm. was every fucking appetizer you could think of. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was so good. And they, they we thought, okay, what's this going to be like? Yeah. And are they going to do a repeat performance of their goodness of food? It did. Oh my god! It was very good. Everything was delicious, mm-hmm. and I didn't get sick, which is like That's rare true. as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So anyways, um, we uh, had a delicious supper with a magic show, which was kind of neat. And there, you know, this one thing about these events is that they always have some kind of really good entertainment. Did you? And they had like this cool, uh, <clears throat> I think he was one of the members, mm-hmm. but he was playing the piano during supper and he was playing like 1920s music mm-hmm. and like. Because it was a 1920s themed New Year's party. Yes. So like there was always like some kind of entertainment. They had a burlesque show. They had, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was. it's always just like some kind of cool little nifty thing. And it's never like a crappy thing like they always go all out yeah 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 they do a good job and they, they do they do it was a well it was yeah yeah was, there were, i know there were some hiccups this time around i think it was more because of timing yeah it must be super hard frame. yeah oh, just what, setting imagine. up everything in one day <clears throat> and trying imagine. to yeah, exactly work with a hundred other people to do a thing <laughs> like that must yeah. be incredibly difficult but they did a they did it well yeah so yeah mm-hmm. so during this time, you know, we're trying to make connections with people. And, man, there's a part of this I want to say, but I don't want to say it because it would make me rude. Okay. Okay. Trans- Maybe I should you be do your thing. transparent <laughs> with my podcast listeners. Maybe. All um. right. So there was some people... <clears throat> Who were prospects mm-hmm. that were interesting. Yes. But also they were prospects that I was leery about. Mm. 
And for whatever reason it was, I had this leery feeling. And um, there was plenty of opportunity to play with them. Ish. Mm-hmm. Ish. And I think that we would have successfully swung, but my brain just wasn't there. You know, my vagina was just not, not feeling it. Mm. And that's okay. It is. That is 100% okay. <coughs> um, this happened to us before. Yes. Yeah. So, mm. you know, it's really hard for me because even when we were at the, cl- the club the night before, mm-hmm. we like had fun. You know, we were like fucking each other while watching other people fuck. So hot. Mm. That makes me come so much. I'm just like this orgasmic fucking machine. Over and over and over again. I'm like, yes, <clears throat> come. And then, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Where was I going was. with this? I had a point. Anyways, so, but. You got distracted by the orgasms. I did. I, got, I always get distracted by those fucking orgasms. <laughs> but, okay, so sometimes I just can't, like, I can't get in the right headspace because the night before, like, when we were trying to, like, make hints at people, mm-hmm. you know, I was freaking out because you straight up asked me, you were like, who do you want up here with us? Mm. And then all of a sudden I was like, second guessing everything. And I was like, do people even want to come? Are we supposed to ask people? Like, or do you think people are going to like, what if we don't have a good time? What if they don't really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? And like, it like happened in like a minute Mm. and I just totally freaked out. And I don't know if anybody else gets like that, but like I genuinely, panic so it's a good thing we also have a bit of a ds thing which mm. those who don't know is dom sub thing mm-hmm. because then i can just legit request and be like you need to daddy the shit out of this mm-hmm. because i then i just take charge and go exactly and then <clears throat> like because we like to like we don't do a lot of a lot of strong ds with like life decisions sex decisions we like to keep that fairly um consensual and mm-hmm. letting me to side because i'm not a slave i am a sub um, I do what I'm told, but I like to do it with sass. <laughs> and usually a little pout here and there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so... We're cleaning out under the sink today. You need to keep that, but why? <laughs> yeah. But I need an explanation of why we need to keep this, Aaron. I was pur- purging today. You were. Anyways. Happy so, New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, I don't, like, uh, okay, so I'm, like, I feel like I'm a swinger, but I'm not a very good one. Like, I want to do it, and I want to experience it, but I, like, get in my head when the moment actually comes so hard, because I'm always, like, that that sexual energy some people have, they just, like... It's rare. It's mm-hmm. not very many people. Like, I am honestly say out of everyone we met in the entire swinger community, there was maybe like four or five people that actually had that chemistry energy that I was like, yeah, I want to fuck that person. Mm. But the odds of me fucking that person is zero because mm-hmm. I keep wanting to fuck them and we just never fuck. Well, but there are reasons. There's <laughs> usually reasons. We'll talk a little bit more of that as we go along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We will get there. We will get there. (laughs) But, you know, like, there was always, like, you know, even we were talking last night with some friends, and we were talking about, like, it's always, you know, either the, we're attracted to one of the couple, but never both of the couple. It's always so hard to be attracted to both. To both. 
and yeah. for us to successfully swing. And I think that's one of our biggest hardships mm-hmm. is that like, it's one thing being like, okay, like I could be attracted to this person. It could be fun time, but that super intense sexual energy, I feel like it's really rare to find in two people. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because we're reading into it too much. Like maybe, do you think that we would have just a good time if we like just fucking fucked everyone? Well, I don't want to fuck everybody. Well, but, I mean, I kind of do and I kind of do it. I'm 50-50. Maybe it's a question of actually, you know, not going to one extreme or the other, but, you know, allowing for a middle ground to appear. Like just trying to relax and enjoy it, you mean? Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily having to be. So <clears throat> we have a lot to say about this event and we have a lot to say about what we learned at this event. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe that's a good place to leave that. A middle ground where... You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be an outrageously strong connection. And it doesn't, you know, it's not like somebody that, you know, we're, we detest. You know, maybe, <laughs> the, maybe there's, there's some middle ground there. I'm sure there <clears throat> is. So, Like, but what if, like, I don't know. I think it'd be good to just try it. Well. And I keep saying that and I never do. Well, well, let's, let's, but hang on. Let's, let's talk about the progression of the evening because okay. this all kind of comes together. In yes, this, yes, right? yes. Yeah. You go, you tell part of the story. Okay. So we, we did dinner. dinner. Dinner was lovely. Chatted with people, you know, visited. Again, things were going well. There was a big gap between dinner and the New Year's countdown and sort of the one thing about the evening that I was a little bit confused about, there was half the people didn't know whether or not the party floor in the takeover room was actually open or not. Well, people that's were because they were, cool. well, because there was nobody there. There's nobody there. There's nobody anywhere. That was the thing. That was part of the, part of the deal is that after dinner, people scattered to the four winds. Okay. So I would just like to say this one little piece here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So the reason why we had a certain, we never really had an expectation, but we had like a, this is how the hotel takeover takes place and that what happens. But I think it's because there was significantly less amount of people at the New Year's Eve yeah. party than there was at the Halloween party. Yeah, there is. And there so there, like, so when <clears throat> it was a Halloween party, no matter what floor you were on, no matter what event you were going to, there, there was, was people, people everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Like, and I mean, not just a little amount of people, a lot of people. And so this time, it was this kind of awkward. There's a small amount of people downstairs, a small amount of people upstairs. Like very small, people and then in none at all. Rooms in their own rooms and whatever, and people probably went out to get this, that, or the other thing, or booze, booze or, whatever. or whatever during the during the time. It just it just felt weird. Like so, it felt like we were going up and down the elevator like every five minutes. Right, and I said, you know, I kind of hurt your feelings, even though I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Oh yeah, that happens. But I was, you know, I was, I said it's kind of because we were we were talking about it, and it was kind of like it was. I used the wrong word. It was, there was a big lull, is what it was. Mm-hmm. I feel, I felt like we were in a big lull of time because everybody from about 8.30 when we finished dinner mm-hmm. to a midnight, you know, there was not really much happening. I mean, there was the right. dance floor. There was the dance floor and so, they were playing good music mm-hmm, and it was fun, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's only so much really dancing that we can do, you know, with limited energy because we were up yeah. late the night before. Although apparently some people danced until 5 a.m. constantly all the way through which i don't cocaine 
<laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. For everyone that dances for until 5 a.m., I'm sorry, I'm not saying you're a cokehead. I'm not. I'm she just. Was a joke. There is some yeah. things that you can take to increase your ability to do these things. Oh, boy. I do not have that energy. You people are magic to me. For the record, we did not see anybody. <laughs> Doing cocaine. No, we did not. This is the drug-free zone. Like, yes. oh my god, that's so bad. Oh, I wish I could take that back, but You're I can't. Funny. Anyways, uh, that's funny. <laughs> so we're going with it. people. So, but as things kind of went on, it got kind of like I said, get towards midnight. People are chugging booze. Oh yeah, chugging booze. It's. I think it's because it was the one night thing. It, well, it is, and I and it is, and we should. Well, yeah. We, yes, go ahead. Yeah. So, chugging booze. Midnight comes. Champagne toast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, that's supposed to be the cue to start moving on to Upstairs. other activities. Yes. Well. It didn't seem to go that way, at least not where we were at. And we were at like we the were in hopping the area. Hopping area, the center, and nobody was doing anything other than standing around and drinking. Legit. And I mean, maybe we missed something. I don't know, but like, like, yeah, it just. See, the reason why we're a little hesitant about saying much is because, well, at the end of the day, Aaron and I don't really drink. Well, and this is the big thing. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that we... I mean, we'd sort of learned it before, but we, I think we had it reinforced with this, is that... How do I say this? Just say it. We're all about transparency in this fucking there, episode. I guess so. One of the biggest things about swinger culture and LS culture that seems... That kind of puts us on the outside. I think that's yeah. the way to put it. Yeah. We don't drink a lot. We don't party a lot. We don't go to... I mean, yes, socializing is important. We get that. Meeting people, making connections, totally get that. But it almost seems for, at least at this event, for most people, that's it was just kind of a giant all-night party, socialized, drunk fest. There wasn't a lot of... Yeah. You know, it was just, it just seemed like people like were really like, they were just focused on getting so intoxicated or if they were like. Which I don't get because, yeah, I don't, I don't get it myself just because, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm not much of a drinker and I'm kind of there because, you know, I'm LS, not a drinker. And so we're more, we're, see us, we're very sexualized people. And so for us, you know, we're like. Like, if we could legit just have, like, if there was, like, a room where it's, like, a free-for-all. Yeah. Or, like, you know, some well, kind of, like. Well, there is, but nobody said it. <laughs> oh, my God. They were drinking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but, you know, like, like where I'm, like, yeah, you can watch me. Yeah, ask me if you want to participate and participate. Like, if it was just, like, an active, ongoing like room. You know? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of, like, like. But I mean, you're not supposed to watch the club unless it's a boy or name. Depends or on the club, the but yeah, this is true. Yeah, but yeah, but you know. Anyways, so like, like I'm very much like if we go, like man, like let's get to fucking. Let's. let's I mean, yeah, like I said, build that connection. Absolutely. Yes, social. So what happened was, you know, through all this, pretty well, all the prospects that we had thought we were going to have, a, we couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. Or B, they kind of petered out. 
for various reasons. Yeah. Or even when asking these particular prospects who seemed interested, all of a sudden they were too tired and what have you. Like it, or and it was just so like I don't know it was it just so dissolved weird. it completely dissolved yeah the the evening so for Aaron and I like yes we had a like I'm not saying it was a bad it was event a, it was a good event it was a wonderful event it was we did have fun at most of the points mm-hmm. but we actually had a discussion about you know like <clears throat> how much do we really want to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, like financially or even energy wise, because it's not cheap. No, I mean between tickets for the event and hotel, hotel and food and drink and all that. I mean that's you're looking at a pretty good price. A pretty good price. Which I mean you can't put a price on fun. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is true, but you know like we kind of talk about like are we really getting the same value mm-hmm. or like it's not even the same value. Maybe oh. it's more like. Mm-hmm. Are we really getting the value that we desire from a certain thing? Right. And so some people, you know, they go to these events and they are getting that fulfillment. Right. They're... Yeah. And so somebody actually that we were talking with put it best when they said where they are from. I'm not going to give any names and I'm not going to give any locations where they're Mm -hmm. from. They can't be out there. And they've got kids and response, family responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. And so they, it's almost like for family folk, maybe that's the best way to put it, <clears throat> these events, the swinging side, the LS thing, is a sideshow mm-hmm. to it actually being just a party. Yeah. A giant party and an yeah. opportunity to get away from the house and get away from the kids for a night or a weekend. And, you know, it is like a very, like, like very a progressive type sure. group Absolutely. where we're like, yeah. you know, we're open. We all I mean, there's fuck. a reason why there's you're LS. at that particular party, right? Yes. As opposed to going to the mountains for yes. a weekend. Yes, right? 100%. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, I think... I don't know, like, if maybe it's because we haven't been to many events or maybe we just haven't explored in certain ways. Maybe we're not being, like, social or asking direct questions. We're still very much learning. So this is just one of those moments where, like, let's evaluate what this is actually um, benefiting for us. Because, well, we don't drink and... We don't party. We don't party. Yeah. And we can only socialize for so much. I have limited energy. Yeah. Aaron can't hear shit if when the music's loud. loud. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> I mean, there's only so much dancing you can do sober before you're like, fuck, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, like... Mm-hmm. And I like to dance. Well, and a lot of people... Forgive me for saying this. A lot of people alcoholed themselves out by about 1230. Yeah. So anything else was pretty much off the table. And we don't like to really play with really drunk and we don't, people. Well, yeah, it's it. We don't, we don't tend to mix booze and sex. Consent. Yeah, it's big consent issues for us. But anyway, that's, our, that's our thing. That's our thing. It's not everybody's thing. Yeah. And we respect mm-hmm. you for whatever thing you have. But this is just one of our things. In yeah. fact, like when I get too drunk, Aaron's like, you can't consent. And he doesn't say that, but he's like, I don't think that's a good idea right now. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. Because I never want to wake up in the morning and be like, not remember what happened, blamed a certain situation on booze, whatever. I like taking accountability of my actions. And I'm not saying you're not, but I'm just saying for me, that's a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, so it was, uh, it was a good event, but you know what? I think a lot of it, part of it is it's a, it's an, a reevaluation. And you know what? At the same time, I also feel like we, there's like, we're still holding some kind of expectation there yep. and that's why we're not getting what we desire. Out well, of it. but in part though, unlike other like unlike the other event that we went to, and other, unlike maybe at the club and that sort of thing, when we go, yep. we had an expectation, but there was a justifiable reason for having that jacks. Rather than just walking and saying, "I'm going to fuck everything that moves," there was actually some groundwork that was put in. Yeah, beforehand. A, beforehand to try to get to that to, point. To get to that point yeah. to encourage the socialization, and even with that, it just dissolved. I don't know how that works. Like, do you think that this is a normal thing in the swinger community? Well, I I mean, there. I think there are some other things that are going on specifically in relation to us yeah. that might have a role to play. Yeah. Um, maybe. You know what I think we should do? I think we should interview someone who's very experienced swingers. Yeah. And who have seen, you know, a different swinging because I think there's probably very different swinging from 20 years ago to now. Oh, back in the day, it was and, a very different experience. You yeah. know, it's, I had a conversation last mm-hmm. night and it's the same thing that happened in the BDSM community yeah. here mm-hmm. and it fucking corrupted. But I strongly believe, now this is an opinion, you can take it with a grain of salt, please. Don't be offended. But I think that the BDSM community really failed because a bunch of people who weren't actually BDSM orientated or who were actually BDSM in itself kind of corrupted the whole entire uh the whole entire community and made it all like people were getting offended consent violations were happening because people weren't doing the proper negotiations they said this 50 shades of gray era kind of entered and that's that's you know i kind of feel it's like the same with the ls um well maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm totally off base here guys but like, what if there was a bunch of people who were, like, lifestyle-ish? And then it became more about, you know, socializing and drinking instead of about the sex and swapping. But then again, I also don't know what it was like for swingers back in the day, I guess, before, you know, like... But even then, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of confusing because swingers do have this community and the swingers do have... Uh, this more social aspect than say when you go to like a dungeon or whatever it's it's a totally different different environment and and I just don't know what's the norm I don't I don't really know I don't think anybody really knows I think we just kind of go with it you know I I think you are onto something because so I've been well both of us we've both been non-monogamous and I mean my first technical swinging experience was uh actually new year's 2000 2014/15 um so it's been basically 5 years um i've been non-monogamous you could say for probably you know well, definitely longer than that but my first actual swinging experience so going to clubs in calgary um a few times which by the way was a very different I I love the way the different clubs are set up because they have different rules. Some are very simple in the way that they set it up and what they allow. Others are much more complex. Mm-hmm. 
But I think you're right. I mean, we're living in the era of what... Um, <clears throat> I remember at the time that I went to the Swingers Club for the first time, Dan Savage, who is um, an academic, sort of one of the... One of the kind of like the popularized academics... Um, you know, the, the communicator academics like Neil deGrasse Tyson is for... You're just you know, saying for, names. Anyway, I have no idea what they are. Some people will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but they're kind of the pop star scientists. And Dan Savage is, is kind of one of those. And he'd come out with um, him and, and others at the same time talking about monogamish and putting the term on the table. And it was a time where a lot of people who sort of had that non-monogamy perhaps feeling but hadn't really done anything decided to experiment with it and i do wonder sometimes how much they actually are how much they actually are it's like the kink thing like you were saying like 50 shades of gray kind of opened a particular door and you know titillated a little bit of interest in terms of you know of kink and bdsm and you know, all the different, but it's not, <laughs> not what it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, right? like you were a badass motherfucker when you were in BDSM. Yeah, like, like you had to work and yeah. like practically intern for a year of being someone's bitch yeah. before you even got the respect to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, it was so underground and so dangerous. Yeah. It was illegal. People died. And, you know, up to, you know, 15 years ago, I would say, I mean, swingers would be would be a similar situation because there was no real internet group where you could kind of come together you had to you had to actually invest your time and your you know getting out there and finding the people in the groups in a mm-hmm. in a in a very orga- much more organic way so part of it is <clears throat> i do wonder if i mean like i said we're not trying to put anybody down at all you know and we're definitely encouraging people to experiment and explore yes that's 100%. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a question of how non-monogamish are, you know, a lot of people, how polyamorous are some people, how LS really are some people, or is it sort of a, a side interest, you know, with a gear more to the socialization factor. But you know what? And it it's mm-hmm. almost kind of like we're kind of those people too, because we're In so, we're so ish. Mm. In a sense, because, you know, we're polyamory, but, you know, like, we're also open, we're also kinky, we're also swingy, like... We don't have a label, that's true. Like, that's we don't, true, we but don't we're label. just, like, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So does that make us-ish? Well, I would argue not, and the reason I would argue not is because we both, we have a, we have a definitive basis in going forward with this. Like, it's something that we came to, and it's something that we do. I mean, we have a particular perspective on, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that we actually pursue, and a lot of the discussion you know that we're having in this content on this in this particular episode of the podcast comes out of the fact that we are genuinely non-monogamous and actually genuinely want to activate that. Yeah. Whereas, I'm not convinced entirely that it's kind of become a tourist. <laughs> I, it's true. It's like a slideshow. It's it's become non-monogamy has become kind of a 
haute, haute couture, sort of... Uh, Meaning nothing to me. Very, you know, sort of a, a trendy, you know... Yeah. Um, approach to things, whereas, you know, so people are interested to see, to dip their yeah. toe in the water a little bit, which yeah. again... Is wonderful, wonderful because this is where people come from. Yeah. Like, this is where those genuine people are like, oh, yeah. you know, I like everybody starts somewhere. Everyone yeah. explores. We love new people. Yeah. But, but on the other hand, are you really? Are you, right? It's an, and it's a genuine question. And then to how ask many, yourself. like, what I wonder genuinely if the percentages over mm-hmm. the years of, say, 20 years ago to now, mm-hmm. how many people are actually ish? Yeah. And how many people are actually the real deal? But then yeah. how do you define what the real deal is? <clears throat> well, and how do you separate those two? Well, for me, it's sort of like, is it actually, is it something you flirt with sort of as an intellectual exercise? You know, and maybe try once or twice as a couple, that sort of thing. Or mm-hmm. is it something that you are actively pursuing on a regular basis? That's, to me, that's, for my mind anyway, that's always been the... That's been the demarcation. That's been the marking factor. You know, because there's some people, for instance, that want nothing to do with non-monogamy outside of a club or outside of an event. Yeah. It is not part of their life until they come to an event or until they come to a club. And then maybe that might happen for them there. You know, that they may not even pursue it. Well, the question I have is, you're open to it, clearly. That makes sense. Are you really, really non-monogamous? Is it actually your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that kind of happens occasionally? I don't know. But then does that dampen the actual quality of... Well, in terms of... I don't, I don't know. That makes know. It make, It's such a gray area. This whole conversation we're there, having right now is a huge gray area. There are pluses absolutely to it. There's no question. Because, again, it promotes understanding. It promotes people to really explore their sexuality, to see what it is they like, what it is they don't like. Yeah. You know, and you even the most experienced swinger, sorry, folks, but I got this right from the horse's mouth from a couple of people. 20 years of swinging, you're still learning every time you go into an event, oh, every 100%. time you go into a party, every time you go into a situation because yeah. you're going to encounter new situations. So, you know... You know, there's no definitive absolute in this because it changes. But my argument is, is that there is sort of a, a line, a border line where, you know, if you start to actually go across that border, making it a holistic lifestyle piece. That's such a purist attitude. It is and it isn't because... You know, like, I know, I know how much you don't like, like, it's, yeah. it, there's so much gray area because we can talk about this and argue about this all day long. Mm-hmm. This is so true. But I think the biggest thing they get out of all of this mm-hmm. is how do you guys mm-hmm. um, really, truly authenticate yourself for being whatever you are? Mm-hmm. And do you think that there is a different kind of, uh, like, is there a different kind of lifestyle for people who have actually traveled and done lifestyle? Like, is there different kinds of, uh, culture norms in those areas that yeah. are different than here that we haven't explored yet? Um, that's what I, that's mm-hmm. what I would really like to know. And maybe for science, we should just do a bunch of traveling 
and go to all of the Smear Clubs. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. Um, so we're going to wrap this up. This episode is way <clears throat> oh, longer than oh I, I thought it was going to be. We yeah. kind of went on some rants there. All love to everybody, by the way. No, yes. No hate in any of this. We're just talking about sort of experience and opinion and sort of some generalized thoughts. And as you can tell, they're not necessarily fully formed thoughts. No, we kind of talk mm. out of our ass as it's coming out. Mm. And we also like to um, kind of talk about those things that people might talk about just amongst their friends or a couple other mm. people. We want to talk about it with all of y'all because mm. this is transparency episode yeah. <laughs> well and it's it's what the, it's what your podcast is about right right it's, it's, it's about the honesty of the shit the discussion. yeah mm-hmm. anyways so we're gonna do a quick plug you guys know what's coming up for those who have been listening um yeah. so pave your way to my vagina my friend Jason, if you need asphalt, if you need concrete, if you need painting, whether it's commercial or in your home, you can contact this handsome fella at 587-982-3376. He runs Next Step Construction and he is a big supporter of this podcast. And not only that, he wants your pavement. Or no, he wants to do your pavement. He wants to pave... His way to your vagina. But I don't Maybe? have a vagina. Or your penis. Oh. Non-dominational. The non-denominational, <laughs> non-denominational <laughs> sexual organs. Pave <laughs> <laughs> hey, that cocksucker. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so that's a wrap. We're gonna call our quits before we overstay our welcome and overdo this ad. <laughs> so we love you. Love you. And we will connect with you guys soon. Please message me if you have any questions or on whatever platform you find me on. You can find me on Instagram at why choose one podcast. Uh you can find me on my soon to be posted and running very well website it is going to be whychooseone.com and i'm creating a whole new uh kind of avenue for what options i have available to my people so uh wrapping this up love y'all stay hard get wet bye